Good day and welcome to A Stop for Water. I am your host, El Boogie, a.k.a. El Green, also known as the Queen. Fam, have you ever had a conversation with someone and after you finish talking to them, you feel like you can do anything? I mean, you feel like you can take over the world. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of conversation. Well, Father, I thank you for this day. Have your way. Show up and show out. In Jesus' name, amen. Conversations can be so powerful. I mean, it can literally change the mind. You know, one conversation can shift the direction of a change forever. I remember growing up, um, I'm a grandma's girl. And while being with my grandma for most of the summers, I would watch her on the phone often speaking to family members, friends. My grandma couldn't hold water, (laughs) y'all. And I particularly remember a conversation with her sister and her niece. Her sister was on one side of the phone and her niece was on the other. And both parties told my grandmother to not share their pertinent information. And she both told, she told them both, no, I won't. And proceeded to tell them anyway. (laughs) And in my mind, I'm like, I'm never talking to her about something personal. (laughs) But what I began to identify was that she realized that In most conversations, there's a misunderstanding, lack of information, tone, delivery. And because she had a good relationship with both of them, they were comfortable enough to come to her. They understood that they were, that was a safe space and there was no judgment. And by the end of the conversation, she was able to have them both talk to each other. And whenever they met, There was no tension, you know, colorful words here and there, but they were okay. And she would do this ever so often with each individual she came in contact with because she was invested in the conversation. She was invested in the person. She was a good listener um, and she gave feedback. But we've lost the essence of that now. We've lost the essence of communicating one-on-one. You know, some may feel so misunderstood that we stop talking and now replace talking with texting. That brings more misunderstanding. We've become so digital and detached. Even our children are technically sound, but maybe lacking conversational value due to the mundane of society. And because of technology, we truly lack empathy and understanding. We're rushing against time, but we're not taking the time out to really value what that person is saying and what we have to say. Now, don't get me wrong, text messages are, have been extremely helpful especially with a quick message. But I think we have to get back to conversing, to hearing the tone of one, the intent, the empathy, 
Let me hear what you have to say. Let me hear how you really feel. Now I get it. Some folks struggle to communicate. Think of their past, if they were able to articulate themselves, if people shut them down and made them feel like they did not have a voice, or if they don't like to deal with tension or frustration or argument or anything that is against what they believe. I've met some amazing people, gems, but lack communication which leaves the room for interpretation. And make no mistake, if you don't communicate on how you feel, you will begin to show it in other unhealthy ways. Author Sherry Turkle wrote, quote, without conversation, studies show that we are less empathetic, less connected, less creative and fulfilled, end quote. Recently at my job, I changed shifts. I have a new manager and while attempting to connect, we have been connecting through email and text message. Now that can be challenging because we see each other in passing, but there's just high and by. There's no sense of like, hey, good to see you. It's, it's nothing of that sort. And even in an email and the text message, the delivery has not been well received. So finally, I asked for a meeting, a sit down, if you will, so we can discuss our communication style, or as I like to call it, our love language. <laughs> we had an opportunity to sit down and discuss things and um to identify how we communicate and each other's expectations. It was very healthy. It was a healthy dialogue, but it would not have come about had I not prayed first. And though we received clarity and though the conversation was, was great, it does not stop there. That was just one conversation. No, it has to be constant. And so I set up meetings weekly, uh, 15 minute meetings, just to have a conversation to go over some of the directives so that we can just communicate. So you have to keep the conversation going so there is no lack of understanding. Another example, if you will, I have an accountability partner and we talk just about every morning. Now that is not easy. Let me just go on the record. <laughs> but we make time and we had to get acclimated with each other. We had to learn each other's love language, our, each other's communication style. One had to be a listener one day and one being the venter the next. We had to learn to be vulnerable and look at ourselves. Do you know how hard it is, uh, especially for someone like myself to be vulnerable and tell somebody my like, hey, this is what I got to work on. It can be challenging, but it was necessary and it got easier the more of the conversation took place. It's a commitment. 
And I love one thing about this generation. I love how this new generation is committed to counseling and therapy and self-awareness. Yes. But I got a question for you. How often do you commit to conversing with God? How often do you pray and talk to him? Now, take your time. I got all day. (laughs) See, prayer is a conversation, a dialogue. He listens, you talk. He talks, you listen. See, prayer is so simple, yet the hardest thing to do. And just like conversation, prayer doesn't come automatically. It must be practiced. It must be learned. It must be exercised. Take going to the gym, if you will. If you're just getting back into the gym, you're not going to go too hard. If you do, you're going to get your ass hurt. <laughs> no, you got you to gotta slow walk it. You have to work those muscles out. You have to train on those different types of machines to get your body back acclimated to working out. And just like I said before, prayer is is like conversation. Prayer is conversation. If with the right intentions, it can open up doors inside you that we thought were closed. See, prayer reveals, prayer saves. A close friend of mine, um, we began talking over the last couple of years and <laughs> We would just do a hi and bye. Hey, girl. Bye, girl. And it would always be like, how's life? Good. How's your life? Good. Okay. Mm." And then one day she came to me and she says, you know, you got a connection. You have a connection with this person and you have a connection with that person. But how come you and I don't? And so I asked her that right back. And what her perception of me was the reason why she didn't open up. And then I made it clear, hey, listen, I am all about vulnerability. I'm all about conversation, but it cannot be cherry picking. And now our conversations are just about two hours every time we talk. You know, we don't talk every day, but when we do talk, it's healthy. It's a healthy dialogue. We talk about everything and nothing at the same time. Now, it wasn't always this way. It was a high you good and all the generic dispositions, not willing to really yield and trust each other. It took constant conversation and bit by bit information. It took being vulnerable. It took tears. It took being a cheerleader. It took one of us saying, hey, you know what? This is what's going on. And with that open door, open up the realm of someone else being vulnerable to communicate. And that's what God wants to do for us. That's what he wants to do for you. Be our cheerleader, be our shoulder, be our friend. But we have to spend time with him. You spend a committed, some of you, spend a committed one day a week with a counselor or a therapist. And there is nothing wrong with that. But the creator who created you wants to spend time with you. Because if you think about it, the counselor listens to what you say and dissect it and says, hey, here you go. This is this may be the problem. But your creator who is waiting for you to converse with him has already given you a solution, wants to protect you, has already given you the answer. But because of life and society, we can't hear that. 
I just want you to taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you have this long dialogue with Christ, he begins to reveal and reveal what needs to be healed. I know some of you say, well, I do pray, El Boogie, I do. But what about unanswered prayers? I've been praying. I just don't think he listening. Well, let me ask you, what are your motives? Unanswered prayers has more to do with us having the wrong kind of faith than lack of faith. You see, you asking God to handle something immediately when you only get to him eventually. Okay. I got a few associates that call me every once in a blue moon. Hell, I got a couple of friends to do the same thing. Now they say, <laughs> they say, you know what, Chief, I'm not good at communicating. Okay, cool. If I ask them, hey, you know what, can you pray for me? Can you do that for me? They say, oh, yeah, sure, Trees, I can definitely do that. I got you. How many people out there would say that? Yeah, I got you. That's prayer. You asking for prayer. But they never pray on the spot. They say, I got you, and then they keep it moving. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I guess you're going to do it later. Then I, All right, cool. But if they need prayer, if they need money, if they need advice, they call. And I haven't heard from them in a while. They call and they want it immediately. We haven't talked. I don't know what's going on, nothing. But they want what they want now, not eventually. Remember this, having a relationship with God is the key to answered prayers. It's the same thing with people. Having a relationship will answer anything you need. We treat God like Santa Claus. And then we get mad when he doesn't answer in a timely fashion. People who know me know that you have my undivided attention until you do not. And as busy as I am, I answer my phone. But when I don't answer your call, you are not a priority because you showed me multiple times I wasn't. Because there is no relationship. It's only one-sided. And that's how we've treated God. We haven't made time. We want him to understand instead of spending time to get understanding. And what I'm trying to help you understand is conversation is a two-way street. It is not easy to have a prayer life. It takes constant effort. You know, Dr. Miles Monroe said, God is always trying to prepare us. And when we spend time with God, he reveals what he wants to do next. And that is just like the prayer I prayed with my sergeant. If I wasn't in constant prayer with God, my prayer would have been quick like, God, before we go into this meeting, I'm going to need you to go ahead and handle this. Pray. I'm praying for myself. I'm praying that you cover me and get me in the right state of mind because you already know how I am. I need you. Oh my goodness. No. When you have a prayer life and when you have a conversation with God, conversations, no, you realize that your prayer is really for everyone else. Okay, let me let me take it this way. You go to work. You start a new job. Usually, nine times out of ten, there's somebody that we don't like at our job. We come home, we talk about them. Like these niggas stripping. No, I don't care how they act. He or she got an attitude. He or she think they the manager. It's it's something. 
or when getting ran off the road, you're cussing them out for a good couple of minutes. Instead, my prayer has been for my boss, Lord, before we come in here, be her mouthpiece. You know what she stands in the need of. I pray for guidance and direction. I pray that you use both of us as vessels. I pray that you get glory out of this conversation. I pray that you bless her home. I pray pray that you bless the leadership with this agency. Because when you start to realize that everything works out for your good, (laughs) Jesus, you praying for you. So then you in your right state of mind, but you didn't pray for them. So when they talking to you because you didn't pray for them, guess what happens? You're still getting frustrated by what they're saying. It's just the enemy. It's just the enemy. No. Did you think about you got to pray for everything and everyone? That's how you get blessed. What I'm saying to you is this in the same context, when conversing with God, you begin to identify even in conversation who to pray for, how to pray, what to say. He prepares. He elevates. He reveals. But you learn that in in conversation. And when the conversation is authentic, the truth always comes out. And sometimes I think this generation has not been truthful with itself. Martin Luther, one of the greatest Catholic monks in history, stated, more work is done by prayer than by work itself. And spending intimate time with God literally prepares you for what's to come. But it's the time spent in conversation. That's the biggest part. When my accountability partner and I, when we talk, it will be ours. We are revealing. We are healing. We hear confirmation and affirmation throughout the week. We're being honest about our transgressions. One conversation with my accountability partner with truth and realness prepares us literally for the entire day. But you have to be honest, transparent, real. Everybody want to call themselves real, but nobody wants to look at within when it comes to accountability. And once you have that intimate conversation, you'll feel refreshed, prepared, enlightened, and you have a new perspective. I challenge you to take one minute, two minutes, and have conversation with God. Identify what he's looking from you. But first, start the conversation. I know that there may be some turmoil or frustration. Maybe it feels awkward at the beginning, but everything we start, usually it feels awkward. We have to get used to it. Do that. If you're not a conversational person, write it out until it's time to converse. Talking is important because your words matter. I hear people say this to me all the time. Well, you like praying. I know God hear you. So can you pray for me? Well, wait a minute. Do we not serve the same God? Lord knows I hope. So the same God that hears me hears you. It's just that I spend time with him. I spend time with my father and I'm about my father's business. And my father's business is about you. If you have a challenge in communicating, write it down and take your time, but make sure you get it out and be vocal. We teach our children at a young age to use their words when expressing themselves as they grow. You are no different. You see, words have power. And what you have to say is important. I don't care who told you otherwise. 
we need to hear what you have to say. You got a word and I need it. (laughs) Always remember this, that we are relational beings. God is relational. He created us to talk, to relate. Even in the Garden of Eden, he will come down on cold days just to converse with Adam. God made everything in twos to have connection and relation with. And when God saw that Adam was lonely, he didn't even know he was lonely. God made the best version of him just so he can converse, just so he can be vulnerable, just so he can relate. Okay, so remember that we are spiritual beings living a natural experience. We have to confess our trespasses to each other to carry that burden, to lighten that load. And thank God we have a savior who wants to take all of that, that wants that relationship, that wants that conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it quenched your thirst. This is a stop for water.